Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and supporter of peace. I'm also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day, I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you, so let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon i'm gonna teach you stuff no it won't be tough gonna go a year till you've had enough it's 365 today in 1945 the united nations charter was signed in san francisco with this charter the united nations officially came into existence Let's look back on how the UN came to be and what it's accomplished since that fateful day 76 years ago. Does the year 1945 ring a bell? That was the year that World War II came to a close as Nazi Germany was defeated. From 1939 on, this dangerous fascist party managed to occupy Poland, Denmark, Norway, Belgium, the Netherlands, Luxembourg, France, Yugoslavia, and Greece. Now that's a lot of countries. In our June 6th episode, we talked about the Allied troops' invasion of Normandy in 1944, which was a major first step in defeating the Nazis and their allies in World War II. But world leaders finally realized that forming allyships only in a crisis wasn't keeping the world safe. In a span of less than three decades, we experienced two world wars, and that meant something was seriously wrong with the way international politics was working. At the end of World War I, which concluded in 1918, 42 member countries joined the League of Nations, which was the first intergovernmental organization created with the mission to maintain world peace. Clearly, they didn't really succeed at that because another world war broke out in 1941. In practice, the U.S. wasn't really involved in the League of Nations, and major world powers like Germany, Italy, and Japan, who later formed the Axis powers in the Second World War, left the group. The League of Nations set the foundation for what the United Nations would become, and it certainly left a legacy in our history. But the League ultimately couldn't prevent another war from breaking out when these major world powers weren't involved. Throughout World War II, world leaders from allied countries like the US, the USSR, the UK, China, and France often met to strategize what they needed to do to take down the growing Nazi regime. As early as 1942, Representatives from 26 nations fighting the Axis powers signed the Atlantic Charter, which was a pledge to combine their resources to fight the Axis. Then, at a conference in Quebec in 1943, two British leaders set out to write a declaration that would call for, quote, a general international organization based on the principle sovereign equality of all nations. Basically, it's a fancy way of saying that we should treat others how we want to be treated but on a global scale. It was April 22nd, 1945, when Hitler admitted defeat. Again, we did an episode on that, hosted by Noah Kahn. We're learning so much history together. But the story picks up again just three days later. 
when 850 representatives from 50 countries met in San Francisco, California. Over the next two months, convening at places like the War Memorial Opera House and the Herbst Theater. Now there's a place called UN Plaza nearby that commemorates this historic gathering. During those two months of cooperation, the delegates revised the Dumbarton Oaks Agreements, which had been written the year before. In the midst of wartime, these documents were a way of putting in writing that the world needed a new global organization to take over for the League of Nations. Now that the war was ending, the representatives could revise these agreements to lay the groundwork for what the UN would become. By June 26th, 50 out of 51 original member countries signed the UN Charter, which established the purposes, governing structure, and framework for the new organization. The UN would have six main bodies, the Secretariat, the General Assembly, the Security Council, the Economic and Social Council, the International Court of Justice, and the Trusteeship Council. The Charter also declares ideals that all the member countries would work to live up to. This includes achieving higher standards of living for all people and to promote universal respect and human rights, regardless of race, sex, language, or religion. Three years later, the UN would expand upon these ideals by writing the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Since its founding, the UN has done valuable work through groups like UNICEF and the World Health Organization, otherwise known as WHO. You might remember in more recent history, when Donald Trump withdrew from two organizations under the UN's domain, he even threatened to withdraw from the World Health Organization during a global pandemic in July of 2020, which would have taken effect in July 2021, but when Joe Biden assumed office, he rescinded Trump's notion, thank God. During those fateful months in San Francisco, the governor of California, Earl Warren, gave a powerful speech to open the conference. He said, We recognize that our future is linked with a world, future in which the term good neighbor has become a global consideration. We have learned that understanding of one another's problems is the greatest assurance of peace. Look around us. There have certainly been times since the UN Charter was signed that globally, we haven't lived up to these words. But tomorrow's another day and we can do our best in our individual lives to be good neighbors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now let's talk about music. Today, we have a very special guest joining us, Becca Mancari. Hey, this is Becca Mancari. June 26th of last year, I released my second record called The Greatest Part. It was my first time releasing on a label, and I had all these ideas of what I thought this record was going to be like, and the release, and the buildup, and the live show. And, of course, as you know, June 26th of last year was right in the middle of the pandemic. So instead of losing heart, we were able to safely put on a live virtual event where I played my songs for over a thousand people who tuned in. And I just remember thinking, this is what it's meant to be. Even if it can't be the way we thought it was, music was always meant to be shared. And so I'll always remember June 26th as this special moment where this record got to live in the world for the first time. 
And now for today's final segment, I'll be going back into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a June 26th in my life. June 26, 2019, I got a matching tattoo with my dad. I was so excited. I think it was my third ever tattoo that I had gotten, and we both got it on the forearm of our left arm. On it is a blue thistle and a German cornflower. Each of these are representative of my dad's heritage, being German and Scottish, and I got the same one. So we now have a matching tattoo, and I've talked about this before online, but each of my family members and I have matching tattoos with each other. My mom and I have a cherry blossom branch on our right inner arm. My brother and I have ginkgo leaves on the backside of our right arms, and my dad and I have cornflower and thistle on our left forearm pretty cool. And then we as a family unit have four paper cranes interlinked with each other that represent each of us. And those are tattooed on ourselves as well. Very happy with the ink. Thanks for going back in time with me and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can come back tomorrow for more stories from the past. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna Teach your stuff, no it won't be tough Gonna go a year till you've had enough It's 360